Hello and welcome to Chronicle Live on Facebook and the Aston Villa page from Birmingham Live on Facebook as well as the Newcastle United page on YouTube for Chronicle Live. I'm Andrew Musgrove, I'm the host of the Everything is Black and White podcast up in Newcastle and for Villa fans watching this you'll know the face beside me here, it's Ashley Priest who covers your team home and away. We're previewing this weekend's game which is set to be an absolute cracker I feel. Um, when we set this up yesterday, Ashley, we both said it's going to be a great game on Sunday. Um, however, I, I don't think it might be one for those who like a good de- defensive display. I can see quite a few goals happening. 100%, yeah. I think it'd be quite chaotic again. Um, Newcastle showing their attacking prowess against Everton in the week. Villa showing theirs, but also their defensive frailties as well. A lot of mistakes in terms of Villa at the back in midweek. And Newcastle will be looking to exploit that. So yeah, I spoke to Gerard about an hour ago now, and he wants Villa to become more meaner. Like the were against Everton away when they dug in to, to win one, nick it one nil. Whereas uh, against Leeds, they played into Leeds' hands, and it was quite chaotic. It was, it was madness. It really was. So hopefully for a more, a more controlled performance at the back from Villa. But with Newcastle, the tails up at St James's Park, another sellout. I'm guessing. Same maximum doing his bits. Um, it could be quite troublesome. So um, I'm expecting goals, yeah. I was going to ask you about the defensive errors against Leeds. Tyrone Mings came in for a bit of criticism. I know Gerard was asked about him in the press conference. What did he have to say about Mings? Because, you know, what was it the second goal or the or the equaliser where he failed to clear his lines properly? And it was, yeah, it was a bit of a big error for him. Yes, so I asked Gerard about Mings and how's he bouncing back. He said, ask him yourself. And he said the reason behind that, he takes Villa's defensive as a collective we're all in it together. So he didn't want to signal Mings out and what he's doing differently. So we're all in it together. I think Mings will probably start again the weekend. He will be, he will be disappointed with his display on Wednesday. A few errors. A bit of a manic manic showing for me. He needs more control. Get back to basics. And yeah, um, I think he'll be there. Villa will miss cancer though, Andrew. A bit, a bit of a big miss, that one. He's suspended. So I think Callum Chambers could come in for him. At the back for Newcastle, how are they shaping up? A bit more solid now and they carry a threat with Lasalle's. But um, who'll be at left back with, with no target? Well, this is the issue. I mean, against Everton, Matt Target had a really good defensive debut, I felt. He looked assured in himself. Confidence, you could see it within him. He's obviously very confident in his ability. To, and it is a big blow that he can't play against Villa. I mean, obviously, he was never going to, given that you know, Villa are the pairing club. But that is a massive blow. Eddie I was asked about it today. He mentioned Javier Manquillo. He was a very, you know, decent fullback. He's not going to, you know, be in a team that wins trophies, I don't think. But he, you know, he, he does the job for now. And of course, Dan Byrne, the big defender who arrived from Brighton on deadline day, you know, he can play at left back. He yeah. was brought in as a as a centre back. Um, so it, it'll probably be one of them. Matt Ritchie's out longer term. Paul Dummett's not ready. So it's going to be one of them. You would think. Obviously, if Kevin Trippier's not fit, that might also throw a few obstacles in the way. Does Emil Kraft come in? And play right back, and then does Jerry Manquilla go to left back, perhaps? But it's one to watch. But you know, it, it, it is a shame that Newcastle could be without both fullbacks heading in, heading into Sunday because the defence against Everton were was spot on, and it was one of the best defensive displays you know we've seen in a long while from Newcastle. Yeah, I want to flip that. I want to see other end of the pitch, Andrew. How's Chris Wood settling in? And um, we'll get to Wally Watkins later. But how, how's Chris Wood settling in? Well, he needs a goal. He very nearly got one of those goals where if you're if you're needing a goal, it happens. It hit, it hit him, it hit his thigh, and it bounced over the keeper, but he was offside. He just needs a goal, and you feel 
you know, once one goal comes, the the, the rest will flow. I think, but I, I, at times it it was frustrating against Everton. He was doing his job. He was winning the headers, but the way Newcastle play, there was no one up and around him, and you could hear people in the crowd seeing exactly what I've just said there. Look, there's no one around him, but you can't complain because Chris Wood is getting up. He's winning the ball in the air, but there's no one to pick the ball up after him. And it'll be interesting to see how Eddie Howe fixes that because. Callum Wilson is a long-term injury, so they're going to need uh, they're going to need Chris Wood to start scoring goals. I think he would have looked at the way Tyrone Mings played on uh, what was it Wednesday night, and he'll be just rubbing his hands and thinking, you know what, I've got mm-hmm. a, I've got a good opportunity here to get my first Newcastle United goal. Yeah, I think Wood's got a decent record against Villa as well. Um, but um, in terms of Watkins, I'm go back to Woods a second there. Uh, Ryan Fraser, Sam Maxim, they seem to be the beneficiaries of. Of wood dropping deeper, perhaps, and winning the balls, and they're getting the goals, as we've seen with Ollie Watkins as well. I think it's a similar situation. He's five games without a goal, not looking the same player he was previously. Um, a bit out of form, dare I say. And um, it remains to be seen if he starts again on Sunday. I think he will. I think Gerard will stick with Watkins, but he's he looked at, he's looked off his game of late with Coutinho and Ramsey getting the goals that we've seen. And I mean, Watkins is a willing runner. We know that, um, but I'm intrigued to see in the comment section. Villa fans writing Watkins at the moment and whether Ings should come in for him. But big blower um, down, down here, Andrew. Amy Buendia, he's, um, he's looking a huge day for Sunday. Big player for Villa, Amy Buendia. Record signing. Been power of the month last month as well. Really coming on strong now and looking every bit of £40 million player. So he's got a bruised hip. Um, he'll be touch and go for Sunday. I don't think he'll make it, in, in honesty, judging by Gerard's comments. So there's a decision to make as who plays alongside Coutinho uh, as the two num- number 10 positions. I was going to say, when I was watching the game against Leeds and I saw Bienda go off and then I saw yeah. Gerard Commons afterwards, I think a lot of Newcastle United fans, we don't want to see any, anyone get injured, but the fact he was a doubt and is a doubt for, for Sunday, I think a lot of Newcastle United fans would have been very pleased with that. You mentioned there in the comments, you know, people have started to... To get in on the comment scene, Slater there says he would start Ings against Newcastle. We've got uh, Ray J here saying he wants Watkins dropped. I mean, how has Danny Ings been handling playing second fiddle to, to Watkins? And, and would he be ready to, to come in at the side and, and, and you know test this Newcastle defence, do you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Danny Ings. You've seen what he can do against Newcastle. That, that great goal at Villa Park. You remember that one. Um, but yeah, Gerard wanted to bring him on on Wednesday. But Ings was stripped and ready to come on. Conn's got his red cards and then Gerard had to shut up shop. And he's been used as a bit of an impact sub of like Danny Ings. And we're talking about a former England international here, 30 million pound player who's been brought on last 10 minutes in games to try and nick a goal. So he'll be he'll be frustrated beyond the scenes and not getting more game time. Did he do enough when he was leading the line um prior to Coutinho coming in with Watkins dropping back in? Probably not. Hence why he's on the bench now and Watkins is taking his chance. Uh, when he had it previously. So the two of them are fighting for that number nine starting shirt. And um, good options to have, Andrew. If, if Wood's not there for you, who, who who's on the bench to come in and get a goal for you, would you say? Oh, is it, I mean, Chris Woods will be there for Newcastle. There's no other options other than Dwight Gale, but he's not been fancied by Eddie Howe. He's not been fancied by Steve Bruce. And it's funny because I think Dwight Gale would fit the system a little bit better in many ways because yeah. you know he can run on to the ball. Uh, which is, you know, Chris Wood's never going to run into the channels. And we saw a couple of times against Everton, the ball was was, was, was thread through. When Callum Wilson's there, he's mm-hmm. on to it, but not for um, not for Chris Wood. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but I mean, Chris Wood will start the game. And you mentioned there, 
What I'm interested to know is, has Steven Gerrard been asked about Watkins and Ings? And has he given any suggestion that Watkins might drop out this Sunday? No, he hasn't. Well, he's asked about it quite frequently, as was Dean Smith before him, um, given the pairings. And obviously, Dean, Dean played them both together. It didn't really work and hasn't done. Hence, hence one's ahead of another at the moment with Watkins getting the nod. So it's something I've asked Jared about this previously. He's not concerned by it. Watkins is doing his job up front at the moment. He's, he's occupying two defenders, which has allowed the logs of Coutinho and Ramsey to thrive. So he's doing his job at the moment, albeit not scoring. He's five games without a goal, like I've mentioned. So, um, yeah, interesting. Up at Newcastle, Andrew, I just want to ask you what the turnaround. I mean, is it down to the January transfer window? Is it down to Eddie Howe? Four games unbeaten now, back-to-back wins. What's the feel-good factor down to? I think it's a mixture of, of a lot of things. It was always going to take a bit of time for Eddie Howe to, to work his magic. Newcastle was so deflated and, and down under the previous manager. And there was a lot of things wrong. Um, it may have taken Eddie Howe perhaps a little bit by by surprise. And he, he's come in and we saw grad, we saw little bits of improvement even though he wasn't winning any games and obviously they beat Burnley and they couldn't build on that. And it was really key that after they beat Leeds, despite the, the couple-week break, that they, they took on Everton and they, they built on it. They've done that. Now they look ahead to, to Villa and it's really key again. We see another good performance and hopefully a victory. And that was the other thing nice about Everton was that it wasn't just a win. It was a dominant performance against a society who, yes, might be down you know, near Newcastle, but they've got decent players. And you were, you were fearing after they beat Brentford in the Cup would that that traditional manage, new manager boost happen again and would Lampard get his first victory? As it were, Everton were absolutely shocking. I was mm-hmm. very surprised at just how bad they were. But Newcastle, their part, were, were brilliant and, and they deserved it. They deserved all the goals they had. They could have had more. Everybody across the pitch was was spot on. Um, you know, yes, Kieran Trippier stood out, and St. Maxman stood out for some. But you know, you, as a, as a team, as a collective, uh, eleven, I thought everyone was absolutely brilliant, and they shut down Everton with with relative ease. And it's going to be interesting because I think Villa's a totally different prospect. I was fearing Villa before the result to Everton. After the Everton game, I was still a bit cautious, and then watching the way Villa performed against Leeds. I'm a little more positive, but mm. I, I like what Gerard's done. You know, he's turned them into a real outfit and it's going to be a, a real big test for Eddie Howe and Newcastle United to continue this this winning run. Yeah, 100%. But um, I'm back in Villa to, 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 to come on strong on, on Sunday. Um, I've seen it's enough in the forwarding areas. People like Jacob Ramsey, we've mentioned, coming on really strong now. He's got five goals for the season. Philip Coutinho, look what he's done in short space of time. He, He's got minutes in the legs now, really enjoying his football again. What a shrewd signing that, that's turned out to be. And yeah, um, the, only, the only question is now, is Brodier going to make it? I doubt that. And how will Villa, Villa perform without him? Yeah, I think he's played the, the majority of the games, Brodier. Such such key to this side now with his work rate and energy, fighting and winning the ball back. And um, so it remains to be seen what, what happens in, in that position, whether Jacob Ramsey pushes higher up and Morgan Santon comes in from the call perhaps or... 18-year-old Carnage up Maweka. I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see with that one. Um, in the city, Andrew, Newcastle, fans buzzing, are they? Really, really uh, happy at the moment? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I mean, everyone that follows Newcastle knows that the result at the weekend or the, whenever the game has played it, it does then dictate what happens in the rest of the week. And there is a, a lovely buzz around the city. You know, people are confident. They've backed Eddie Howe all the way, even when the results weren't going their way. And then, you know, the, the victories that have happened over the last... A uh, few months of the last few games, you know, the support is there. 
you know, the atmosphere before games at St. James Park is unbelievable. You know, again, an absolutely fantastic pre-kickoff atmosphere ahead, ahead of Everton. And you'll get the same again this Sunday, I think. And for Newcastle United fans listening and watching, War Flags, I'll be back in the Leaser's end, which means for those Villa fans who aren't too sure what I'm talking about, you get both ends behind the goals at St. James Park with flags. And it looked mm. fantastic against Everton. Usually it's just in the Gallagher end, which is the the big stand at the um, yeah. the the one opposite the away fans, um, but this year this this time it looks like it's going to be once again in both ends, and it just sets the atmosphere up. And we've been talking on previous episodes of the Everything Is Black and White podcast that it was time the players matched um, matched the uh, the effort of the fans and what they were shown, and they matched it on Tuesday. And fingers crossed they'll match it again on on Sunday and get the three points from Newcastle points of view. We've got a few comments here from from Newcastle uh, watchers and listeners about Chris Wood. And um, Ron here says, Wood is winning the air, winning the ball in the air. He knocks the ball to the wing where Max, he should play, but he's ran to a central position. And mm. once they're aware of each other's positional play, there'll be a massive improvement. And I think that's I think that's spot on from Ron. You know, Chris Wood, a bit like Watkins, I think, does a lot off the ball. And of course, they're judged on the goals they score and the yeah. chances they miss and what have you. But there's a lot maybe that doesn't get picked up if you're only watching the highlights or if you're only listening on the radio. If you're watching the full game, you then see, you know, the whole rounded display, which I think mm. both what Watkins and, and Wood do. How will Villa's defence handle Chris Wood? You know, he is good in the air. You know, he can lead with his arms. He likes a good physical battle. How, how are the likes of Mings and Co going to deal with that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Conter's not there. Conter's been a mind stay for Villa. Um, he's been... The, by far the best centre half I've had for a while, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't had an England call up, Andrew. Uh, Adrian Conter, such a good player. So, yeah, without him there, there's going to be question marks as, as well with Tyrone Mings' form of late. Mistakes creeping in, into his game again. It's going to be so intriguing. I expect Callum Chambers to come in. Obviously, I haven't seen too much of him yet in a Villa shirt. Came on late on on Wednesday. Wasn't really fancied at Arsenal, hence why Villa swooped in and got him in in January. Could be a clever sign in that one. A player who can play in a number of positions. He was an £18 million buy for Arsenal back in 2014. So, it's a player with calibre there. So, a big asset test for him. For him. Chris Wood, Premier League pedigree. Been, been around the block and done it. Scored goals for fun. And um, I'm really quite anxious about, about the new pairing. Uh, especially with Mingsy's for me. He will look to prove a point in Chris Wood. Knowing the fact he hasn't scored for Newcastle yet. He's bound to score on Sunday. I just know it. And I can't believe 17 years. Last time Villa won at St James's, Andrew. 17 oh, years. Do you remember the gap? What, what game that was? No, no. 17 years ago. That's that's a long while ago. Go on, tell me what game it was. I, I hope you know the answer. It's uh, when Bowyer and Doyer started. Oh, the fight. Yes, before. yes. Now you've said that. There's a good reason I had forgotten. Yes. Yes. Um, the the, the infamous punch up so, in the yeah. middle of the pitch. I always like that because you can see Shearer arguing with the referee when he sends both <laughs> the players off. <laughs> yeah, I think the, Villa, the Newcastle players weren't too bothered. The Villa players are splitting it up. Gareth Barry was in there and all sorts. So the Newcastle players just said, let him get on with it. So, Stephen um, Teal has a lovely fall at the ground when he's handled brilliant. it. And he's been... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It was like I say, a reason I've forgotten, the, forgotten <laughs> that game. There's plenty of people in the comments talking about this Watkins and Ings debate. So I'm going to pop it's this huge. comment on um, for you to, to, to answer here. Um so he's the chaps always uh, like this with Watkins. I think he's thinking that you you're maybe um, liking Watkins a bit more than Ings, and he's talking about how 
uh, Ings's footwork never gets talked about. So is there yes. a slight bias towards Watkins, do you think? I should get off the fence, really. That splinters in my backside because I've been critical of Watkins before and I've been jumped on. You ain't got a clue. It's one of them ones. It's such a talking point, Andrew. Ings and Watkins. Ings is much the better finisher. You've seen that at Brentford away. Finish with his left foot. Watkins will never be able to have done that. Ings is a marksman, a sharpshooter. If you get half a half a yard, he tends to score a goal. Watkins will need about four shots to score. To score. Um, so it's it's such an interesting debate. You asking me Watkins his form lately? He hasn't been good enough for me. He's been anonymous in games. Okay, he's a workhorse. He's a he's a runner. Again, Ian makes a good point here. Ings square peg in a round hole. We didn't need it. I can see that debate as well, Andrew. Um, Ings signed in the summer the same week Grealish left and um, was it one to appease the fans and, and the squad we go and get in for £30 million while a player he is we'll get him in get the feel good factor back as well off the back of the Grealish sale so listen Danny Ings great player I've liked what I've seen so far um, it's just yeah it's a tough one it's a real tough one two different players um, Watkins is the younger one got a bit more about him in terms of work rating he'll run the channels a bit more Ings is your, your more intricate footballer. You'll drop into the pockets, get on the ball and, and, and turn and face up the defences. And he's such a fox in the box as well. So if you're asking me, I'd probably I'd throw Ings in for the Sunday, give him a chance. Um, but you know what? It's, if he doesn't score after an hour, you'd be thinking the fans will be out there saying, what was he started again for when he needs to play Watkins? So you can't win with this one. So Watkins, five without a goal now. Pressure's cranking up on him. He needs to come good now again. I think that's a fair comment. And Ings will be waiting in the wings to come on and, and hopefully get his, his chance. But yeah, they're, they're fighting for a shirt and that's what you want at football clubs, right? No, oh, it's definitely, it's positive. I mean, but with Newcastle, we've got a bit of a dilemma about who starts in midfield. Obviously, Newcastle mm. spent a lot of money on Bruma Gumeresh, who was on the bench against Everton. He came off for the last five minutes. You know, people are very excited about his arrival. And it, it's strange because a lot of people are talking about whether he starts against Villa on Sunday. But it's hard to then say who drops out because John Joe Shelby was excellent against Everton. Joe Willick finally looking like the man Newcastle signed mm. in, you know, in the summer for a lot of money. And then you had Joe Linton, who's just become something else. You know, you had three top-class performances from three players, and one of those players would have to drop out for Bruno Gomes. But he hasn't moved to Newcastle to sit on the bench, and it's one of those where you're scratching your head. And you, you, you're thinking, if I was Eddie Howe, I don't really, I'm not jealous or envious of him making that decision. But what a brilliant decision to have to make. You know, which of these great players do you drop out? And yes, we need to see more from the players. And we need to see more from Joe Willick. But if you drop Joe Willick out on Sunday, does that not just kill his confidence? And then, yeah. you know, that the progress he's made in the last few games, because he was good, good, he was better against Leeds. He was excellent against Everton. You drop him out, his confidence goes, and you, you right back to, you know, to 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 where you don't want to be with him. So it's a brilliant dilemma from a Newcastle point of view to have. And it's, it's a really exciting one that the eyes will be on the team sheet. Um, in terms of Villa, I was the expectation that they should have beaten Leeds and, and given the way the defence performed and, and you, you know, you didn't end up closing the game out, will Steven Gerrard have, 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 have gone in the dressing room a bit angry? Will he have gone in and, and, and over the last few days saying, like, we, we want to see a reaction, we need a reaction against Newcastle? Yes, in the post-match on Wednesday, he was quite um, he was quite jokey, to be fair. I thought he'd come in a bit fuming, knowing the fact Villa give away two goals and two points, really, being 3-1 up. But he came in, what, what, what an advert for football that was. Great game uh, for the for the neutral. 
But behind the scenes this week, last couple of days, I think he's, he's laid into him a little bit. He said that today. There needs to be a bit more meaner, box more clever. Need to go back to how we, how we, how we defended against Everton. A bit more dogged and really, like you say, conceding three at home. That can't happen again, really. So, um, defensively this weekend, all eyes on the back four for me. And, um, yeah, a clean sheet would be welcome. But, like, I'm with you, Andrew. I think goals will be will be in order. And um, it depends, yeah, who scores who. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned about the centre-backs this weekend. I mean, Matty Cash and Luca Dina, they're fine. They've been playing well, both full-backs. They'll have the hands for this weekend. We say maximum in the form he is. Fraser will be bouncing into this one off the back of his, his goal. Um, but the centre-back, yeah, knowing the fact Chris Wood hasn't scored yet and he's desperate for a goal and Villa without cancer and Mings' form. So that could be one to really look at Sunday. So, yeah, defensively, Villa need to improve big time. Ryan Fraser's been absolutely brilliant under Eddie Howe as well. There was Isn't a lot it? of talk that, you know, Eddie Howe coming in and he wouldn't he wouldn't get on well with Ryan Fraser given how it ended at Bournemouth, you know, Ryan Fraser refusing to play and what have you. But he's been, again, he's another one who's just stepped up a level under Howe and, you know, it's probably that working relationship they've had at Bournemouth, and that's the that's the result of it here at Newcastle. Uh, he was he was another good performer against Everton, and yeah, Newcastle United fans are just getting off their seats every time Ryan Fraser and of course Alan St Maximum get on the ball. How are Villa going to deal with Alan St Maximum? Everton at times had three, four men around him um, in the first half. It, it start it kind of worked. I don't know about the Newcastle United fans watching or listening to this. I was slightly frustrated with St Maximum in the first half. I felt mm. he was making the wrong decisions. He was holding on the ball too much. He was um, trying to beat you know one man too too extra. But in the second half, he started making the right decisions, and we saw the the cross to Ryan Fraser and Everton just could not handle him. And it was St. Maximum at his best. How are Villa going to stop him? That's yeah. And I've seen the highlight reels of his runs. He just just get must get too fast. He's so excited every time he steps out into the field, gets bums off seats. He really goes at the opposition. Um, It'd suit one of them. It'd suit, it'd suit the Keegan team, wouldn't they? In the entertainers, that's that maximum. Slap straight into them. But yeah, difficult one. I think we start on the left, Andrew. And if so, it'd probably be Matty Cash tasked with sticking with him. And hopefully he puts in a, a good display. And yeah, he's one I'm very wary of at the weekend. You'll probably switch flanks as well with Fraser to keep keep Villa guessing. And it'd be Luca Dino as well tasked with that. So the fullbacks have got, have got a game on their hands on Sunday, given the form of Newcastle's wingers. And again, yeah, Newcastle looking good in the forward areas. At the back, how have they been defensively? And know Everton scored um, with a soft one on Wednesday. At the back for you, Newcastle are fine? They've, they've, they've stepped up in recent games. The defence was the major issue. And obviously, was, they've yeah. gone out and signed Dan Byrne. They've gone out and signed Mike Target and, and Kieran Trippier. And Kieran Trippier has just been unbelievable. I don't need to tell our listeners how good he's been. I've been ranting and raving over the past few days. Just he's just taking everything up a level, and what a signing for those who said he was only coming for the money. You know, his performance on Tuesday told a different story absolutely brilliant leadership, quality going forward, quality at the back. You know, and he's he's such a good player. And, and like, yeah, there's just I can't say any more about how good he's been. And if he does miss out on Sunday, it'll be a huge blow to Newcastle and a massive plus to Aston Villa. Uh, but fingers crossed, he does start. The centre backs is the interesting one. You know, Fabian Che had a great game against Leeds. He had an all right game against Everton. We saw a few mistakes creep in. Lascelles always had his critics, and it was one of his better games this season against Everton. But there were still a few moments when the ball was over the top, and 
whether it be a lack of communication or just taking the eye off the ball. Newcastle were, were fortunate once or twice, but Everton never looked like punching them. And my fear is, is that if Villa get that sniff, they will punish them because Coutinho is in such good form because Ramsey's in such good form. Whereas yeah. you look at, you know, Deli Ali, you know, he's, he's not much fit. You look at Venderby, barely played. So they were never really up to, up to scratch. Whereas, the, the two I've just mentioned in the Villa side, I think, will punish any mistakes Newcastle give them. But fingers crossed, Newcastle are are, are secure at the back, and um, from Newcastle point of view, you know they don't give anything away. I think John Joe Shelby's got an important uh, role to play on Sunday, given the fact Villa play two number tens. Andrew, it'd be Ram- maybe Ramsey and Coutinho. They'll be tasked with just playing between the lines. Do you know what I mean? So I think Jolinton, Willock, and Shelby need to be switched on. Because when Villa get the ball at the back, they'll look for them, them two, Coutinho and Ramsey. And as, as we've seen against Leeds, they can be devastating. A couple of balls, and it takes two passes in the ring. So, um, Shalvin needs to be on the money on Sunday to, to watch them pair. Just on, on Trippier and Coutinho, the way he's talking about Trippier there and Coutinho, there's some, some um, similarities there. Trippier's come from Atletico, big club, Champions League club. He's coming to Newcastle. And he's, he's pretty much adored now, isn't he? Fan favourite, loving life on Tyneside. So far, and the same with Coutinho for me, come from Barcelona. Um, Jamie Carragher's done a good column today saying Coutinho's feeling loved again, just enjoying his football. And Coutinho to come from Barcelona and obviously being in the Champions League with Bayern to come at no, I'm a Villa fan as well, Andrew, to come to Villa, 11th place last season, bit of a mid table team, was a big risk for him. And he's doing it on the stage now, isn't he? He's, he's making the headlines again, like, like he was at Liverpool, and he's feeling loved again. Similar situation with Trippier, bit of a fan favourite. So the pair of them coming to clubs like Newcastle and Villa, and hopefully there's, there's more of that calibre of player to come to both teams, and that's exciting. Newcastle and Villa can then look up, look up, look up, and target your lots of Tottenham's and Arsenal's and try and leapfrog that. So that's that, that's nice to see. Big big players coming to, to to the northeast and the Midlands again. So I'm all for that, um, as opposed to going down to London like we say. So yeah, Trippier and Coutinho, two exciting signings and. That'll be there on Sunday, and yeah, looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, it shows the potential of both sides, doesn't it? And what, what how they can attract some really big name players. Um, in terms of injury updates, Ash, can you just tell our listeners and, and, and your your listeners yep. what's going on? We've got you know we've got Sai there asking about Matty Cash, and he was asking about uh, Bailey and Traore earlier in yep. the show as well. So just yeah, just update us if you can. Yeah, Cash is fine. Sorry, so thanks for getting your points in there. Cash will be fine. Wendy, touch and go. Can't see Buendia making it. He's got a hip problem. Bertrand Triore, just back from the AFCON, is meant to be in line for his return to the squad this week. He's picked up another injury, uh, Bertrand Triore. So he's he's got a hamstring injury, facing a few weeks out again. Just um, injury after injury in terms of Triore, Andrew. So not seeing him for a while. And Leon Bailey will be in contention to make the squad on Sunday. So other than that, Villa are fine. Just sweating over Buendia now. That's the main one for Villa. Um, Conter's out, as we know, he's suspended. So I'll run through my expected lineup. It'll probably be Martinez in goal, Cash, Chambers, Mings, Luca Dina. I'll then go with the midfield trio of McGinn, Douglas Louise, and Sanson, maybe even from the cold. Up front, um, in attack, I'll go with Coutinho, Jacob Ramsey, and I'll probably sit on the fence again. I'll probably say Watkins or Rings, take your pick. But um, yeah, 4 4 3 2 1. And the two number 10s are really coming into their own this season under Gerard. So Newcastle needs to be wary of that, of that threat. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, one man we've mentioned can't play if Newcastle, but has that Villa link is 
is Matty Target. And for Newcastle United fans watching and listening, Ashley joined us on the podcast last week, and you can still find it. It's available on our podcast channel where he gave us the introduction to Matty Target. He explained why he's come up to Newcastle, you know, his, his weaknesses, his strengths. And we've got here um, a question from Antonio who says, do you think Target will stay, will you, will stay with Newcastle after the loan? I do, yeah. If you're asking me now, now, I do. I think he's probably, I wouldn't say burnt his bridges with Gerard. But I think Gerard would be disappointed the fact that he went into his office and said, I want to get to Newcastle. Gerard would have been disappointed with that. Gerard wanted Luke Matt Target to challenge Luca Dina for a left back spot. He want, wants players fighting for positions week after week. And the fact Target turned around and said, I want to go to Newcastle. Yeah, I think that would have disappointed Gerard. So I think probably that, that's a deal that, that, that will be made in the summer, should Newcastle stay up. I fully expect that to happen. And yeah, Target's been a good servant Villa. He arrived in 2019. 40 million quid. Struggled initially, but yeah, came into his own. Obviously, players player last season. Did a good job, but I think he's enjoying himself at Newcastle. He'll play regularly up there. And I think, yeah, I think that's the next stage for his career. I can see that happening now. An interesting comment here again from, from Sai, and he says, can we please not concede early again? We can't keep playing at a goal down. Now, Sai's an Aston Villa fan, uh, making that point to Ash. It's quite interesting, though, because... There was a game a few games ago when Newcastle um, scored, and I think it was what the 48th minute or so, and they ended up did they end up drawing it or losing? I can't quite remember. But the yeah. point was is that the feeling was they scored too early, so yeah. it might not not necessarily be the worst thing for a Villa fan if um, for Villa and Newcastle do get an early goal because I'm not too sure if they can hold on to the lead. You know, we are seeing Newcastle adapt to that and I, I hopefully if they did score early from Newcastle point of view they would hold on to the lead and build the lead but it's um it's an always an interesting scenario isn't it if, if a team does get an early goal yeah 100% Villa have been guilty of that of late um, he's taken an early goal to, to spark them into life as it were happening against Leeds on Wednesday happened against Man U as well uh, went down six minutes to get Bruno, Bruno scored and in the FA Cup as well, Tomane scored after eight minutes. So eight, nine and seven minutes, opposition teams are scoring against you. You won down inside the first 10. And it, yeah, that's when Villa have woken up really. So hopefully that, that's nipped in the bud. And Gerard's call for more control, um, going back to the way, the way he started his reign back in November. So yeah, hoping that doesn't happen on Sunday because if Villa go a goal down early on, I think the crowd up at St James's Park will get on Villa's backs and it could be two, three before you know it. So um, I think Villa need to see the first 15 minutes out, quiet the crowd down and hopefully nick, nick a goal after that. So yeah, Villa need to start start clever on Sunday. Otherwise, it could be a long afternoon. What's the expectation from yourself? Is this the game Villa definitely should be targeting for three points? And if they came away with anything other than three points, it would be a disappointment? Uh, if you're asking me that about a month ago, I'd have said, yeah, anything other than the three points would have been disappointing, given Newcastle's form. Uh, but of late, given the window they've had, the, the run of results they've had, and the bounce that, that's up there now, I think, would I take a point? I never I never like to say that, but it wouldn't be a bad result, given Newcastle's form. But it all depends on the manner of the performance, really. Um, so I, I hope to Villa will win away again, like they did against Everton in, in that manner. But um, it'd be a tough game, so I'll probably take a point now if you're asking me one. But at the end of the day, I think Villa needs to go up there with the aspirations they've got and, and beat teams like Newcastle. I do. But like you say, 17 years, Andrew, I can't get That's just a, such a long time not to win on, on time side. So hopefully that hoodoo's broken, yeah? No. 
Hopefully it's not. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I think you mentioned there the mood of Newcastle and the form they're in. They're in good spirits. I think the way they performed against Everton, not just scraping away, not just being a bit lucky here or there. Like it was a proper good display against Everton to get the three points. I think that would have done them, you know, the world of good. And you go in, you also go into this game out of the relegations or into the weekend anyway, without in out of the relegations on, which is another massive boost. Uh, and I think the only thing that can really bring it down pre-game is the news that Kieran Trippier isn't available. Fingers crossed from a Newcastle point of view, as I say, he will be because he's such an important element of where this team yep. is looking to go. And yeah, I, I'm just excited to see. I think it's just going to be a, a, a cracking game, which is which is the famous last words in many ways. I've probably jinxed it there. It's probably going to be a boring nil-nil now. No, no, never, never boring with Villa, Andrew. Um, I can tell you that for free. Um, so yeah, looking forward. It should be another sellout, two o'clock Sunday, and Newcastle vying for the points now. They're doing the relegation fight still. There's no no getting away from that. I need points as much as Villa do because Villa are targeting a strong finish of the season. They're playing teams are teams are expected to beat now. Newcastle, we've got Watford next, Brighton coming up after that. So Gerard's targeting a strong finish for Villa. They need to finish in the top half, bare minimum for me this season. Villa, it was 11th last season. Disappointing start this one. Dean, Dean's been sacked. Gerard's come in, done really well. But he won't be deemed a success if, if he'll finish 12th, 13th, below last season's finish under Smith. So Gerard has it all to do as well. Good start so far. Five wins, five losses, two draws from Gerard's 12, uh, 12 games. So a bit of a mixed bag in terms of that one. But yeah, um, Villa need to finish the season strongly and go into places like Newcastle and winning. They need to start to start to do that. So, yeah, um, but like you said, easier said than done. How how will it end then on Sunday? What's your score prediction? I was on the I was on the podcast on Wednesday with the, with the Leeds live, and I called a three three. I called the three three. So, um, uh, I got two 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 draw, uh, four goal thriller, bit of a goal fest. I sit on the fence with the draw because I don't want to be too biased, too one eyed. If Newcastle fans are watching, but. The Villa fan in me says a 3-0. I agree with him. 3-0 Villa. But um, I'll go 2-2 Newcastle on form lately. And, and Villa have got a good couple of goals in them as well. Yeah, I just put a comment on there from Ian and he says 3-0 Villa. Um, we've got Adam, who's another Villa fan, saying 3-1 Villa. Um, come on, if there's any Newcastle United fans in the comments, come on, come on <laughs> jump on and tell us what the score is going to be. I'm going to go for Newcastle United win. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I think just the spirit and the confidence in the camp on the back of these the back-to-back wins over Leeds and Everton. The way they played against Everton, you know, is really going to set this game up for Newcastle. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be going to be a win for Newcastle. Here we go. We've got one. We've got Antonio yeah, yeah, yeah. back on. He says 4-1 to Newcastle United. Um, Mark French, 2-1 to Newcastle United. So, there we go. Um, it, it seems it seems fans from either side are confident of victory, which is um, which is good. Uh, just, just to finish off... Um, Ray says Mings will give them two goals. So not all Villa fans are that confident. Thank you for that, Ray. Um, <laughs> Ash, thanks for popping on to, um, well, the Everything is Black and White podcast on this side. Um, to you guys watching on the Villa channel, thank you for tuning in and enjoy the weekend. Head over to the, the relevant website, the Birmingham Live website or the Chronicle website to follow all your team's latest news and updates. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs>